Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And if it's your first time, thank you for giving us a shot. Welcome to you as well. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Blake Wexler. What's going on, guys? Thank you for having me. I'm glad we I'm glad we finally were able to do this. This Hell works. Yeah. This is great. We're all so busy and important. So, you know, we had to keep moving things around. But it, it wasn't us being busy. It was Blake. No, it was, Blake was so busy. <laughs> So busy. We were just sitting here waiting for yeah, you. Really. Uh, well, I appreciate that. And now yeah. I apologize <laughs> for lying and saying yeah. who's busy. Yeah. You think Blake wants to come now? <laughs> I wish I knew. I would have just came. I didn't know you were waiting here the whole time. I feel yeah. like a yeah, piece of shit. I'm so sorry. Um, I'll make it up to you guys at some point. Yeah, I'll, was, I'll live here. I was almost yeah. in the- <laughs> As if that helps. Yeah. So I'll yes. live in here. Problem solved. Rent free. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. He is now part of the fam <laughs> problem Welcome solved to our new family member blake wexler ladies and gentlemen it's our uh, our son mm-hmm. <laughs> i love being a gant yeah, light, lighter than our actual son <laughs> actually darker like same color same, yeah probably same color as your son yeah. yeah yeah you could be our son i could be and i am i yeah. think yeah we just have to sign the paperwork absolutely, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, that's dude. my credit by the way i am the same color as your son is. <laughs> that's, that's actually our credit we made, oh we made a blake wexler colored child <laughs> it's more impressive we have <laughs> joint custody of that credit yeah and you have joint custody of me <laughs> your yes. son. yeah absolutely we made it work Absolutely. And of course, before we get started, I want to remind you guys to do all the things you do to show love to a podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Also, come be part of our Patreon. $1 gets you all of our content, exclusive content that's only on Patreon. Mm. And of course, check out Blake's podcast, Blake's Take for Goodness Sake. Uh, You cleaned it up. It's even more edgy. It's Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. I know. (laughs) I use the word. We don't speak like that in this No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. That was, wow. I'll do a penance or whatever yeah, the thing. I'm so yeah. sorry for anybody that heard that. Mm. And of course, you know, also, uh, Blake has four different albums you can check out on Spotify. And what else? Is- iTunes, wherever I- you get them. Yeah, wherever you get them, you can get them. So yeah, iTunes, Spotify, however you listen to those. Is- get them. Get those. <laughs> get them. Get her done, I've been saying. That's, yeah, that's, that's the wh- name of one of his albums. It is. It's a catchphrase that I created. <laughs> it's actually get her done one, get her done two, get her done three. <laughs> the second one's the best. Yeah. <laughs> get her done again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, we always like to ask, Blake, do you know what we do on this podcast? Uh, I believe so. I watched um, your episode with Chip Chantry, yeah. and he made me plug his podcast he also has albums out which i'll plug at the end yeah um <laughs> but yeah it's the uh the shot the chakra steps right and I'm, yes. i know i'm bastardizing it but yeah yeah of course cool it's um, cool yeah that's what we do comedians be coming and we bastardize shit and move that's on that's right yeah that's right so basically the premise if you're new to this podcast we're trying to prove that you can have a sense of humor and still reach a higher consciousness slash enlightenment, mm-hmm. right? Even a dark sense of humor, a dirty or edgy sense of humor, just any sense of humor. And basically what we do is we take our guest, who is Blake today, through the process of enlightenment so that you, the listener, and of course Ansley and me, can reach a higher consciousness vicariously through Blake's hard work on this podcast. Yes. You ready for this? I think I am. It's funny. I just started leaning back so I could be more at ease. Yeah. It is it is an at ease vibe that I was like, yeah, in the episodes that I watched where I'm like, oh, this is going to be therapeutic 
and and funny, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. If we have time <laughs> to make well, it funny, it was rooting yeah. through the issues. But it yeah, would, it would suck if he was uncomfortable after we adopted him. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That first day of adoption though has to be the most uncomfortable day. Yeah, it's does, awkward. Does the kid get it? This sounds. I don't have the answer for this. Does the kid have a choice in the family? Like, do they? I would imagine they would, like right? They but could like, veto the yeah, adoption? like I don't want to go home with those two maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> or they'd probably be so happy to get a family. Anyway, we'll yeah. figure that out. I think I'd prefer to be a ward of the state. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents is the state, please. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. So everybody gets the same questions, Blake mm-hmm. and uh, Ansley. Start yes. us off. Blake, what situation or experience did you learn the most information from? Hmm. Very good. Very good question. Um, situation or experience. Uh, like COVID's the easiest one to say, but I would say actually moving in with my girlfriend at the time, now fiance, mm-hmm. where you you kind of live your life or I'll I'll say it from my point of view like I've lived my life in a way where it's very like my career my you know social life my 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 like and not it's hard to have perspective and self-evaluate you know like in those situations sometimes and I don't know I I meant to have my voice go up for a second and then I I kept it up for six (laughs) seconds and I realized I started panicking where I we got to bring it back down um but yeah no I would say moving in with her because you know she gives a point of view and knows me better than anyone else so it helps that event of us moving in together and what that signifies to not just like the fact that we're both on a lease, but the fact that we connected in a way and like make each other's lives better in a way that, um, that made sense to do. And yet she's really helped me evaluate like, Oh, should I be doing, is this a healthy way of doing things? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And is this, and they're probably conclusions I would come to eventually, but yeah, I think her being there helps me evaluate my behavior, both positively and negatively. Like, it's like, oh, this is a good thing that I do. Oh, um, shit, I've been drinking 11 days in a row. Like, what's that about? You know what I mean? And yeah. now I wouldn't do that anymore because it's like, oh, I don't want to drink that like in front of my fiance who loves me. But then it's like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, like, why is this? What's the causation of this behavior? So I would say that that's that's the one. Was that was it her place that you moved into? No, so we that that's a great question because I'm sure there would be a different set of like when you move into a place together. I've heard with other couples, it's like one person's prior life in that place. It's that stink. I'll say stink is still there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we <laughs> we moved into a new place together. Okay, I was there, so we did long distance for a year and a half. And then um, she uh, moved to L.A. So she moved to the city in which I lived in. But we found a place together. But I was there for two weeks alone and was not working and did not have furniture. So I was alone in this one bedroom apartment sitting in like one of those folding tailgating chairs was like my chair that I worked out. You know what I mean? And had a TV on a stool 
Like it, I just had nothing. And then when my friends would come walk in to pick me up, like we would go somewhere, it looked like I was not doing well. <laughs> it yeah. was like, oh, this dude has no furniture. His It was a mattress on the floor situation. And the thought was, I mean, I didn't have any money, but it was also, uh, let's make this place our own together. And because of that, I was in an apartment that looked like, you know, it was used for selling illegal things, you know, for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, so for that two weeks that you were there, mm-hmm. that she was in, you were there with no furniture. Like, how did you convince yourself you weren't depressed in that environment? <laughs> like, how did you not have, like, environmental uh, decor-induced impression? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I realized it was a fool's errand to convince myself I wasn't depressed because I was depressed. <laughs> um, no, it was, um, it's funny. So it was... It's weird because like it's not like like things were good like it wasn't like a tragedy had happened but mm-hmm. I was living like uh like the power grid went out you know like yeah. in Los Angeles so I would make an effort to see people where like um because I didn't have roommates for the first time in my life as well so um I was I've always been used to coming home like even if the person's a piece of shit like you see the person you know yeah um but here uh at this place like. For, like Pat Barker, who like you know, like I don't know if you guys met him, but you know Pat yeah, from yeah. from stand up. But where Pat and I would go out to lunch together, I'd give him like an extra big hug like, when we went out. <laughs> <laughs> my, my fiance was like, "Just make sure you get a human touch in today, Blake. Just make sure you interact with a human being." Pat's like, "What is this?" I'm like, "I just need a touch," and then I had to explain to him what that meant because um, he, so we wouldn't worry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's a very good question. It would be doing things that should be natural but being intentional about them being like mm. oh i'm going to hug this man yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so yeah that's that's how i would do it okay so how would you distill then the information that you got from that experience into like a few sentences um other okay. than whoosh. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it was so inappropriate <laughs> no no i don't have a backbone anymore actually i had it surgically removed uh when we moved in together no um I would so the the experience of moving in together. I would say like a like perspective from someone I tr- a life perspective from someone I trust and respect mm-hmm. is how I would distill it. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Why aren't you doing that for me? <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> Ansley has tried so hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I give you the perspective. You just don't take it. That's what you've been saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you've... I knew you've been saying something, but that's the thing. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like that. So, and then you guys have been together for how long? Uh, about five years now. Yeah, five and a half years. But they knew each other in high school. Knew each other in high school. How long... So how many years all together have you known each other? Jesus. Very... Um. Oh. Like... To 18 years maybe it's still four years less than us and he's getting so much perspective <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why you think it's my issue that you're not getting perspective <laughs> all right that's fair <laughs> who that's do fair. you get perspective from sydney if not ansley yes sydney 
I, I don't think I get perspective. No. <laughs> I have a shield. Now that you asked that question, I've never really <laughs> I don't know what that word means. Yeah. Uh, Blake, we asked the questions around here. How I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I know my place. <laughs> yeah. The first question the guest ever asked us and I had no answer for no it. No answer. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, now, Blake, we're going to go and start opening up these chakras. Mm. We start from the bottom chakra up and the bottom chakra is located in the butthole. Are you okay with having that open? Uh, if it's closed, that's another set of issues. So yeah, let's yeah. open, <laughs> let's open that butt. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Blake, how have you learned to overcome fear? Hmm. Um, that's a very funny question. I guess like therapy, to be honest, where, um, I started doing that like this past year and I was always like, oh, everyone should go to therapy, but I never did it myself, you know, which I think is like, just practice what you preach is a thing that. I'm working on but um I think it's like acknowledging what's causing the fear is I think the best thing where often if I'm feeling fear or like anxiety it's not from the actual thing you know like mm -hmm. so say what we were talking about like how big of a nightmare but like it is to like ask your friends to you know like do do the show or like people cancel or something you yeah. know what I mean or um th those weren't your words that's how I would feel like with the with the podcast but um I so when I have like a fear to ask someone it's the fear is like oh like like they're gonna be so like upset like oh they're gonna feel pressure to do it and then they're gonna have to cancel something and they have to do this like no that's not happening right now they they're grown-ups who can say no so what are you really afraid of and it's like oh there's nothing to be afraid of so it's easier so it's like taking those steps to be like what is the actual fear here if if there even is anything, and I would say 99% of the time, there's absolutely nothing to be like afraid of whatsoever. Okay. Was there, was there a theme, like since you're in therapy, mm -hmm. was there a theme to the things that you were afraid of? Yeah, it was often like asking friends for like literally to do anything, you know? So like if it's, I mean, there, there could be like career things where it's like, hey, like, um, if it's a friend who's further along in the business than I am, I would be like, oh, would you mind telling this decision maker that I'm not a sicko or something? You know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. that like, oh, like he's at the very least whatever. Or like, hey, can I open for you or something? Like that is, I think my biggest fear is like being annoying. So it's like, but the thing is like, oh, if you're going to ask that person that, they a, I'm not nuts, so, like, I wouldn't ask someone inappropriately, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And they can say, they'd be comfortable enough with me to say, oh, no, sorry, like, I don't feel, like, comfortable enough for you to do that or, like, to do that for you yet, you know? So um, that's one thing. Or, like, friendship where it's, like, oh, I need help, like, moving or something. Yeah, I just assume like because I know when people ask me to help them move, I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Like, I don't want to do like really I'm that busy and I have to do that. But if I love that person, I would do it in a second, you know, like for a buddy or something. So I think it's shit like I think it's being an imposition is um, is uh, is the common theme, I guess, of it. And then it's, I, it's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's kind of it's tickling me to think that that two weeks that you didn't have furniture in LA <laughs> was because you were too afraid to ask somebody to help you move furniture into the house. <laughs> <laughs> I just won't have it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just won't have furniture. It's like, I mean, it's either furniture or friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I need human touch. 
<laughs> can't sleep on a friend. Yeah. So <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> That's really funny. It's like, yo, if your friends saw you s- sitting on the floor, they would much rather just give you a chair. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, that's really, really funny. But yeah, no, I think I think uh, to answer your question, most often the worry of being in imposition. And then as far as fear, I don't really get too afraid of shit, I don't think. But I, I think maybe that fear represents itself as like anxiety. Yeah. Wait, yeah. real quick. What's it called when like if you're like doing really bad on drugs and alcohol and all your friends have to come to your house and tell you to cut it the fuck out? Oh, an intervention. Yes. Intervention. Yeah. Yeah, furniture intervention would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would have to stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the worst. Yeah, they're gonna have, we're gonna have, Blake. We're gonna invite you to IKEA to have a furniture <laughs> intervention. <laughs> so, can you can you remember a time? And it, and it can be mm-hmm. from any time of your life. Yeah. Can you remember a time when you were the most scared? Mm. Yeah. Let me think. Um. So I would say, uh, I would say, so like, um, fam, like I had a, like my dad when I was like 15 or 16, mm-hmm. um, had a, uh, like had an illness, like very, very sick. And I would say when he first like went to the hospital, I guess I was probably the most scared, but I was also like, um, it was like a brain thing. He's still alive, but, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, so and he's actually here. <laughs> no, yeah, he yeah. crawls over the table. Uh, I'm sitting on him. Um, <laughs> I, I had him stuffed uh, <laughs> into a chair. Yeah. Uh, it's just the comfort of his lap. I wanted to turn it into a seat. Yeah. Sorry, it's dark it's and good, weird. It's a good dad. It's yeah, a good dad. he's a great dad. Yeah. Um, better chair. And so uh, I would say that moment I was very afraid, but did not show it because I think I was around people and family who were more afraid than I was. So I was like, oh, I can't be the afraid one mm-hmm. because even though I was, does that make sense? And that's, it does. Yeah. Can you remember like where you felt that fear? Like I would say in the, it, it's funny. It's when, so like there was the, like um, not, not to go like, just cause like for his privacy, but like, um, like when whatever happened, happened, you know, like he got taken an ambulance and like rushed to the hospital and then, you know, everybody was like rushing to the hospital. So I think that was like adrenaline time where you don't really feel fear in that moment i think it was once he was like in the emergency room in the thing like no more movement like families in there and then like i went to the bathroom like that's like when you have like a moment alone it was like mm-hmm. oh fear you know what i mean yeah. and then it's weird in those situations where it's like a fight or flight thing where it's like oh i could freeze and not do anything and i don't think that's in me which is good but the fight version is like also kind of destructive to you where it's like oh you're uh, you're not thinking about what your feelings are you mm-hmm. know and then that is why you wind up at, in therapy when you're 33 years old <laughs> <laughs> well we'll consider that a fear chakra unlock i yes. love it hell yeah yes feels good right mm-hmm. mm. good. yes yeah all right Anthony, keep it moving. all right so blake this is your um pelvis chakra oh this yeah a little section we like to call my bad it's a, an opportunity for you to offer an apology to a person place or thing mm-hmm. to in order to set your karma back to neutral that's good um guys i want to apologize for rescheduling so much <laughs> uh, she doesn't I, even know i gotta yeah. say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't i don't tell her unless the guest is actually coming oh okay yeah. cool cool um 
Let me think. Okay, so it's... Can you say that again? I'm so sorry. So an apology to a person, yes. place, or thing in mm-hmm. order to set your karma back to neutral. Okay. I want to apologize to my dog, Ollie, where uh, my fiance is out of town this week and he is uh, he, he's in my care. He's my ward. He's the ward, <laughs> ward of the Blake. And... Um, he, That's our grand dog, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Love that is true. And congratulations. There is yeah. some some perks that comes along with uh, being my parents. Um, but uh, so he um, did not. He's a cattle dog. We were talking about this downstairs and it has like tons of energy. And he uh, I did not give him his full amount of plays today Mm. and uh i could tell when i was leaving he was like where the fuck is tug time like tug time is at tug time sounds disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's legal to be doing tug time with your dog why aren't you (laughs) masturbating um (laughs) god damn it take some time for yourself blake um but uh no like the uh like playing with his rope or whatever and not better <laughs> and uh dick time no um, it's like worse uh like like throwing the ball with him and stuff and uh, like i could tell he was like what the fuck like i want to get my energy out so i'll probably have to do that later but i want to apologize like i told my fiance i'm like yo i'm i'm going to take care of this dog like cuz she had him i am his step father i guess in this so he's your yeah. half step <laughs> grand we just consider it a grand dog we don't we don't you, we don't, you, we don't you round up step on that label yeah. i hear you yeah, that's we're, nice we're good grandparents yeah you are you really are this yeah. is sick um but yeah i would uh i would say that like i didn't give my dog what he like deserves today so yeah i um and that may sound superficial and silly but i love this dog so much like that as soon as I walked out the door, I'm like, you fucking, you're, you're a bad dad. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I said to myself. I mean, it doesn't sound superficial or silly to me. Because okay. I, I often have that same guilt mm-hmm. weighing on my shoulders because, you know, I have a dog that needs to, it needs to fetch. Yes. It is in her gene. She has to fetch. And like, she didn't get out today. Either. Yeah. So. Bad dads over here. Yeah. Oh my God. These <laughs> deadbeat dog dads. Great, and- great granddad though excellent <laughs> yeah but that's that's a that's a good apology yeah, yeah yeah very relatable yeah oh good good finally <laughs> i've said something that people can fucking relate to <laughs> in my career um no yeah that's that's an interesting one because I was, I was cycling through people and i'm like have i broken anything recently you know like in terms of like things to apologize to but um yeah no the dog the dog thing resonated okay yeah yeah that's, that is a pelvis chakra unlock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you break a lot of things? He breaks a lot of things. I could have guessed that. <laughs> and it's like, I know, but I don't know, but I know. You, you didn't know, but you know. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> um, not so much anymore. I used to, I used to like, like throw, like when I was a kid, I would throw video game controllers. And uh. then um, when I used to, actually, it's funny, before the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I would throw shit every once in a while. And then since then, I've really, like, mellowed out yeah. <laughs> in, in general. Um, so all you needed was one Super Bowl in your lifetime? All, yeah, all I needed. That's all I needed. I've been saying it since I was a kid. All I needed, and uh, it helped. So, um, no, not anymore, but, like, I will, like, punch a steering wheel or, mm. you know, I will break into someone's car, punch their steering wheel, <laughs> get into my own car and drive away. Um, but yeah, no, it's more like shit like that, slamming my hand on something. But yeah. Well, do you, do you, Ansley, or? Um, I'll scream in the car. You yeah. know, like I get like the pent up and I need to let it out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't really throw things or punch walls. That's good. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think you're contextualizing that way. He is asking you, do you break things? He's not saying, do you break things for reasons of anger? Mm. <laughs> He's asking, do you break things? <laughs> and then you can also tell him the nickname you have around the house. <laughs> I don't know what nickname you're talking about. Um, sometimes <laughs> they call me Baby Huey just because, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm like a bull in a china shop sometimes. Just kind of bump into things. And, yeah. 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 Ansley has. Baby Huey's funny. Grab Un- babies too hard. <laughs> <laughs> she has unusual human strength. Mm-hmm. And she, I don't, there's no, I mean, there was no way for her to calibrate it growing up, I guess. <laughs> so she, she squeezes the life out of shit. You're a jack, you're a jack bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't, I, I don't break things out of anger either. I break things out of curiosity mostly. <laughs> I'm curious if this will make me less angry if I break this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. Well, you know, he's like, does this twist this way? Or like, what happens if you keep mm-hmm. twisting this? You know, it's just, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a science guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's, it's really, you know, would you say that uh, Aristotle was breaking, Archimedes, was he breaking things all the time? Or was he learning? Mm-hmm. He was breaking down preconceptions. Exactly. That's what he was doing. I'm the Arch- yeah. I'm an Archimedes type. True. Everybody knows that about. Me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there was an Archimedes biopic, it would be you who would play Archimedes. Like, I mean, we need an Archimedes type. It's like, well, it's Sidney Gannard. We don't make the fucking thing. Dude, you know? in 2022, yeah. it probably would be yeah. a black person with a flat top playing oh. Archimedes. <laughs> this is the time. Yeah. It's the time. Made. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be pretty good. That would be so good. Yeah. So, uh, Ansley, yes. move us along. All right, we are to the gut chakra. Blake, how do you overcome disappointment? All right, so we just got done doing Blake's Patreon episode, and boy, was it a blast. Mm-hmm. And you can get that for only $1, which gets you all of our exclusive content, which includes the counter to the podcast you're watching right now, where we unlock the shadow self's enlightenment, and we call it Two Jack Bros After Dark. We also have all of Ansley's fight commentary and analysis of all of her jujitsu matches that we do and any comedic stuff that I put on there from my road gigs and hanging out with uh, Matt McCusker and Tim Butterley and stuff like that. So I also put some of that stuff on the Patreon as well. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content where you, yourself, can become part of the Jack cult and become one of the Jackalites. <laughs> And also, if we get once we get to uh, five fifty five, once we get to a certain goal, Ansley and I are going to get some tattoos that are two Jack Bros related. And we're also going to once we double that, we're going to start sponsoring Ansley's jujitsu matches for all of her hotel accommodations, travel, and uh, just the gear that she's going to compete in. Uh, Jake, did Jake Blake? I love it. Yeah, Blake. <laughs> Did you have a fun time doing the Patreon? I had a great time. They're really, it's really, really fun, and it's cool. It's like very different from you know the uh, the chakra questions from the previous episode. So very different answers, very different experience. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, Blake. Of course, yeah. it's really great. Appreciate that. You got it. And now we're going to get back into this episode and find out how Blake overcomes disappointment. Mm. Uh, I would say always having another shot at it. I guess where like with with stand up for instance the disappointment comes in I mean all shapes and sizes but like like say the easiest one is like bombing you know and when I was younger I would always be like a 
bombing would affect me for like a while. But now I'm fortunate enough to have like another show and I'm like, okay, I bombed tonight, but I won't tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. And if I do tomorrow, then I won't the next four or five times, you know? So it's it's generally repetition and also with disappointment, finding the cause of the disappointment. Like if it's my fault, it's like, oh, what did I do to cause this disappointment? Or if someone else is like disappointing me, it's like, Oh, then like, what did they do? Like, what should I change my expectations of this person? And then also just like, did I put this thing? Does this thing even matter? You know, like the disappointment. So Mm kind of like zoom out and see, uh, am I putting this thing on a pedestal? Like, like just like contextualizing it, I guess. Yeah. So I always like to ask. Mm hmm. Like in high school, middle school, did you do like sports or theater or anything like that? And did you had did you have any disappointments that still resonate with you from back then in those uh, endeavors? I did sports theater where I would act out sports. <laughs> no, uh, I would. Uh, that's what it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Um, so as a family, we can start that business, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that lucrative business. Um, so I did play. I played sports. Um, my freshman year in high school uh I played baseball and then also I didn't really do theater I did like I mean I started stand-up when I was 16 so like I mm. did that um which is weird and also that's what I did throughout high school which is um strange but if I could I guess like regrets and disappointment I wish I like did with sports, I really did enjoy playing sports a lot. And um, I was also like fat. So like, <laughs> I wish, like, I think I am disappointed that like, oh, if I was in shape, you know what I mean? Like mm. I could have played for, like, I could have been, I, I was never going to be a star athlete, but it's like, oh, I could have played, you know, JV or something and had that experience. And then, um, but yeah, I think that's that disappointment of, but like being cut from teams, I still remember that like vividly, you know. And what teams are you cut from? Uh, basketball, I was cut from. Um, was it like a walking up to the list type of thing and not seeing your name, or like how did it happen? That was um, in middle school. After I was cut from the middle school basketball team, I'm like, I get the hint. No, probably not worth trying out. In yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, it was not a Michael Jordan situation where, uh, um, but, um, that I remember like my, the coach was so like matter of fact and it was like, he didn't say it this way, but for him it was like, you so obviously should not be playing on this team that I, I can't even be like warm right now where it was so matter of fact where he goes, listen, you got good moves. You just are really slow. And, and that was the best thing. I'm like, well, at least he did try to say something positive. And then the other stuff, there was like a list situation where I, th- no, 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 but I made that. Yeah, I think like after my freshman year of baseball where I was like, and, and you know, sports writers write about that freshman year of baseball that I had constantly. It was co- covered very extensively. Stephen A. Smith would debate it all the time. Um, but no, it was a uh, played freshman year of baseball did not play often. And it's like, yeah, I think I'm good. And I started stand up when I was the next year, sophomore year of high school. I'm like, oh, I'm, I mean, this is weird to say now because, like, looking back at it, I was terrible. But I'm like, I can see myself being very good at this. So 
um, I'm going to keep doing this instead. Yeah. Have you ever had to read a cut list and uh, not see your name? No. I don't know. Well, like my high school was so small that like, I don't know that we posted lists. Yeah. Um, I think like everybody made one of the teams, you know, it was like. I remember I, I tried out for a play that I didn't want to actually be a part of. I wanted to hang out with the theater kids and joke <laughs> around. And then the girls. Yeah. And then like I did my audition <laughs> and I fucking nailed it. And I was terrified until the list came out. Yeah. That you were going to get it or that yeah. you, oh, wow. It was just like, like they, like I got a stand in ovation in my audition and I was like, sit down. What have I done? Sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? And, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, I, I saw it. My name was on the list and I was freaking out because now I have to be the lead in this play and I'm losing my shit, freaking out. And then I get to like the, the our first, um, rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, like, uh, it was like almost uh, like a humble brag. It's like, oh, man, it sucks that I have to be the lead in this play. And it was like, dude, you're not the lead. You're like an under understudy. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, Perfect. I can do this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> yeah. But it was like the the embarrassment of like thinking that I was the, like being mm-hmm. not even not even that I was put up. I was just like thinking I was the lead because I didn't know how to read that list properly oh that's funny yeah yeah it was just like i knew what i auditioned for i saw my name so it was like fuck i got the part Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's not quite how those lists work no you have to look next to it to see what you actually (laughs) (laughs) you have to read at all yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. when you guys played sports in college like you you knew that you were already on the team, right? Like, were you recruited or, or did no, you? No, I oh, was like, you? my school was was tiny. Like, our lacrosse team started my sophomore year, so like, oh, I wow. wasn't, I wasn't very like talented at lacrosse, but like, I was a good athlete. Mm-hmm. So like, I went, I met the coach before I went, but I didn't really get recruited. So like, I was basically a walk on, and there was like a whole group that like the ex coach had recruited, like twenty girls, and um, but I got to travel with the varsity team my freshman year. And then um, by my senior year, I was the only person in my grade left on the team. Like, oh, wow. else, like we had coach changes and stuff. And like, um, so like I just kind of, you know, stuck around. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. How about you? Did you did you know or? Yeah, did I was you? he was the, highly I was recruited. one of the top. Hell yeah. In the country. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> if my dad is listening, he's so proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he loves it. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, wait, can I ask? So mm-hmm. you were, you were a chubby child. Yes. Was it a conscious effort to change habits or did you just grow out of it? I wanted to get bigger actually. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I, uh, so I think it was like, I don't know if it was vanity or like, I think it was just, it's interesting. Cause now I have to figure out how I got chubby and I would imagine like I wasn't out buying groceries for myself, you know? Right. And like, my like parents are incredibly sweet people, and like I really like hate his parents. Huh? Yeah, oh, so my old parents. My old parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not not my current ones. Um, no, that you guys feed me very healthy things. Um, but I really liked like having microwavable deep dish pizzas after school, so I would eat them. Yeah. And I think that after that, like my mom was finally like oh we can't buy him whatever the hell he wants you know so it was it sounds like an eric cartman situation but um 
I, uh, so then in heading into like the end of high school, it's like, oh, my friends have like personal trainers for sports and I don't play sports anymore, but I like want to be in shape. So like I started tagging along with them to like their personal trainers and it's like, oh, you learn like, oh, like exercise and then, you know, that foreign concept and then, oh, you can't eat like that. And so it was just being more physically active other than outside of like organized sports activities, if that makes sense. And then, um, yeah, like did that through college and then like gain, like, like I had in college, I think I had lost from my heaviest, like at my heaviest, I think it was like 215. And then in college I got down to like 175, I think. And then went back up my senior year to like 210. And then like, I think like 180 is like probably where I should be like around there. But. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I, I, would, I wouldn't say before you moved out to LA, you mm-hmm. were fat, but you definitely came back thinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's just there. You know, like yeah. it, it's funny with there, like I, I'm making like the joke. There's obviously LA is so fucking health conscious. Like how couldn't you, but it's very easy to get in shape there because it, there isn't the best like cheesesteak place, the best sandwich place, the best pizza place like everywhere, you know, like they do have really good food, but yeah. Yeah. it's Mexican or like sushi or that sort of stuff. The and best then avocado bar. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there's an amazing, <laughs> I, I got fucked up at the avocado bar. <laughs> I blacked out. Um, but uh, it's also like, it's always, there's never an excuse to not exercise outside. Like, you know, like it's always nice. So, you can go for a hike, like across the street from our place was like this beautiful hike. Do it just every day and then you're back at home. Like there's no commute to it. You're not spending yeah. any time in your car um, on your way to exercise. Yeah, so that was, um, LA It was very easy um, to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's definitely a disappointment chakra unlocked. It's a mm. gut yes. chakra unlocked. Ansley, move it along. Blake, we are now to the heart chakra. Cool, cool, cool. What have you learned from grief? Hmm. That's a really, um, these are all obviously very good questions. Um, I would say that grief is not a, this is going to sound strange, but it's not a personality, you know, where I think when, and there's no easy way to deal with grief. It's all very, very hard, but I think I've seen, and this may, like has happened like to me at certain points, but like you become you don't want to become the grief, you know, where it's a if someone close to you dies, um, and as an example, like you your whole life is like kind of maybe wrapped up in that person, but that doesn't define who you are. So I think grief is something to process, not be like not be that person so i've seen people like close to me where it's like oh i'm the um like people i know it's like i'm the widow or like i'm the widower or i'm the person who no like talks about death all the time you know and uh i'm sure everything's very it's very very hard to deal with but i don't think that that's a healthy thing and i think there's more to people um than being like the victim of grief yeah that's nice. Yeah, I, I like that. Cool. It's, you're, it's not your per, It's not a personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. That. Now, if if you, I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on yeah. this. But is there like while you were thinking about that or, or answering mm-hmm. that question, is there a moment of grief that comes to mind? 
Um, yeah. I mean, like, when my dad was sick, like, it's, you know, and, and it's a thing where, like, it's been a slow, like, long thing. So it's almost like, rather than one big grief, it would be, like, a long grief. But mm-hmm. it's also not, like, there are a lot of positives, too, where, like, he's, like, you know, like, I, I didn't, like, like lose my dad like my dad like I have more time with him it was the kind of thing where I like looked like he was gonna die lived and then you know there's still like like issues that he has to deal with but it's a kind of thing where I think that could very easily be something who defines who a person is and I think you know sometimes I would be like I would tell that story of like oh I went through this thing you know like blah 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 and it's like I this is gonna sound harsh to myself but it's like not everything needs to be vocalized yeah. <laughs> you know and i think this is i i don't want to come off me because i think everybody grieves in their own way but like i think when i see people go I, I think be intentional with your grief where i think sometimes people go on like social media and they're like i am dealing with this horrible fucking thing blah 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 and it's like I don't think what you're doing is helpful to you, you know, and like get, getting rid of the judgment because the cynical person me like just wants to be like, shut the fuck up. Uh, but the helpful person where it's like, I think you need to talk to a friend. I don't think you're going to get what you need from this Facebook post. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and if you want, if you need something from this Facebook post, be like, hey, uh, I'm having, like, can someone privately message me who knows something about how to deal with specific X, specific Y, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't even know how I got on that topic, but that's, I believe that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's great. I mean, it makes me think of some of those people that do kind of uh, adopt their grief as a personality mm-hmm. and how, like, if they had what you were describing as a long grief, like, oh my God, they'd be sitting pretty for the rest of their life. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'd love that long grief, you know? Yeah. For a long grief. Um, It's funny, I I almost call it like emotional hand grenades where people sometimes will just take like like an emotion just fucking throw it into the middle of a room and it like blows up and it's like god now we're all dealing with this sh- like what do you what is happening right now you know what yeah. i mean and it's it's not helpful to them either it's it's not helpful to anybody so not me i'm always wearing one of those bomb suits it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like dude throw your grenade i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> and let your dog bite me come on Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's so fun. There's just two German shepherds hanging off each of your arms. Like. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. really appreciate that, and uh, that is definitely a heart chakra unlocked. Yes, Ansley. We are to the throat chakra. Uh, Blake, what is a favorite lie you have told, or if you are still telling it, it's still in rotation. You get extra karmic points. Ooh, nice. Um, all right, what's a lie that I like? Um, a lie that I've told is that like, I wouldn't, here's a good one. I wouldn't tell people that I don't have like a day job, you know, Mm -hmm. where I would constantly lie and be like, oh, I just make money off this or whatever. Where in reality it's like, oh, I do like odd social media jobs like every once in a while, you know, to like supplement like my comedy income. So that's one that like I would lie about. And and even like if I had a cool inter like like an entertainment job where it's like oh I'm whatever like doing social media for this TV show or something like I would be embarrassed by the fact 
and this is within the past like few years like i would be embarrassed by the fact that i didn't make a living a sole living off like just stand up so i would lie and tell people that like i did but then if you did any research whatsoever it's like i don't know if five road dates a year can support what his <laughs> lifestyle is <laughs> So that's uh that is a lie that like um and looking back on it it's like who like fucking who cares you know like <clears throat> who gives a shit doesn't matter yeah there is this weird thing when you're young in comedy you think that if somebody finds out that you don't only sustain yourself from mm-hmm. comedy they won't think you're a good comedian yeah yeah or, well said. or, or they'll th- like actually I think even more to say they'll think you're a bad comedian mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get that. That's a good lie. Like, what are so other? So you would just the, so the lie was predominantly can like to, to convince people that you solely made money from comedy. Yeah, yeah, and I would like mention a job. So say like I got a job like doing like punch up, which is when you add jokes to a script. It's like, oh, how do you make a living? Like, or like, and it is weird that also side note that people do ask people in comedy like. Oh, like, so how do you make a living? Which is an incredibly rude question. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't ask, like, a doctor. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, how do you make fucking ends meet? What with all the debt that you're in from your schooling? Um, but, uh, and I am comparing comedians to doctors in terms of the importance of the oh, job. But... So did Patch Adams. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Patch Adams. It's a shame what happened to Patch. Um, (laughs) So we learned very quickly that comedy isn't doctoring. (laughs) (laughs) That was (laughs) a clown nose did not heal what that person had. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, it would be like, like essentially taking like some of the, you know, like the, maybe the exceptions and making it the rule where it's like, Oh, I would have like cool jobs every once in a while, but those jobs would be, Oh, it was like a few weeks and you're in there. So like, I would, I would then say like, this is how I make a living where it was like, Oh no, this is what you're using to build to what you eventually will do. But I would lie and say that like, to like friend, like to like, like close circle of friends, they know the truth, but even like, like a person I would call a friend. Like I would be like, oh yeah, this is how I make money. What what is what is the coolest job you had that you didn't admit you had? Here okay, here's a good here's a good one. So um I was a, a PA, which is a production assistant. You're essentially a, an assistant on a TV show and you like run and get lunch and you know, fucking get groceries and wrangle wire. You basically do anything like everything. And um, it's like the lowest job on the set, but um, it was a it's a very so I worked on a show called Key and Peel, which was like an awesome sh- awesome show. I did also, tell people in general that I worked on it. So in general, I was honest about it. However, um, to your question, one night I was working uh, at a, one of the roasts and um, basically like I would bring the guests to their tables or whatever. And then I got to hang out the rest of the night as if I was a guest, which was like fucking really cool. But um, Joe DeRosa, who's now a very good friend, he's a great comedian. He introduced me to a bunch of like, well-known comedians that I really respected. I think it was like 22. So these are people that I'm like would occasionally be on the same show with, but also like they were in another, uh, like other stratosphere, like people I really, really respected. And Joe goes, uh, 
and Joe's being sincere. He's like, oh, this is Blake. He's a writer on Key and Peel. And I, I didn't correct him. And I'm like, hey, guys, nice to meet you guys. And then years later, he was he, uh, he was like, wait, you weren't a writer on that show? I'm like, no, I was an assistant. He goes, why the fuck didn't you say anything? I'm like, I was embarrassed. And he was like, I get that. So that was a time where like we still laugh about that, where I just had ample opportunity to correct him afterwards. And I just like didn't. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's odd that you also didn't correct your IMDb page, which I saw you had a. Re- no, I'm just <laughs> I've been trying. I got locked out. <laughs> Is Wikipedia head writer for Key and Peel? <laughs> I I'm Peel. <laughs> it's like, oh, he wrote Get Out too. This guy's sick in his head. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, those are some good lies. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Those are fun lies. I'm nothing yeah. if not a liar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was one of the quickest that somebody has jumped to a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And it was like you. It was like fun watching you. Like, work, wait, which version of this lie am I going to tell? You yeah, know? Like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, usually people are like, I try to be. I mean, I'm such an honest guy. I mean, mm-hmm. lying's just so <laughs> lying's just so beneath me. And then they'll tell you the most awful lie you've ever heard. It's like, it's fuck, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. God, leave. <laughs> Destroying <laughs> lives. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's definitely a throat chakra unlocked. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Ansley, let's go. All right. We are on to our third eye mm. now. So out of the physical chakras mm-hmm. into the metaphysical chakras. Hell yeah. All right. So what is something that you always thought of as separate, but as you've grown up, you've learned that it's really the same? Uh, church and state. <laughs> the worst answer. I would have to honestly go with church and state. Amen. Um, uh, separate, but the same. I would say this might take me a, a second to think of. Um, separate but the same. I think, um, like in, I think like relationship dynamics where, and this is either friendships or like romantic like relationships where you can have separate like wants and like a separate means of accomplishing like the same goal basically where you know for instance my like fiance and I like I would um I'm trying to think of like how to say this next part so like I would like I'm just in terms of argument styles I guess Mm -hmm. where we're both trying to get to the same thing which is a resolution where we're both happy Mm -hmm. and she would I'm an excellent arguer and doesn't mean I'm more right doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm better like I'm better at the relationships where I'm just better at talking and she is more introverted and but an incredibly smart like and like emotionally intelligent person so we while we seemed like separate in the way that like we were talking about something, we were actually on the same page, but I was either so interested in arguing that like I wasn't hearing or trying to solve the situation. And she was so disgusted by my personality (laughs) in that way that she wasn't able to articulate her thing. And then we tried this thing. But even though we were both trying to, I'm in the same way, like we're, we're arguing separately, but um, we had the same goal of like, I want her to be happy in what the situation is. She wants me to be happy. So one funny thing um, that we started doing where we would like, if we were in that, if I was in that mode or whatever, 
we would go to separate rooms and like she'd like write out her like things but and she is a professional like writer so she's an excellent writer um and i'm not good at typing with my fingers so like it was then a total flip of like the argument dynamic where like she's writing these like beautiful points and i'm like i i can't type fast enough <laughs> so i'm just completely neutered like in the argument but yeah, um like, fuck i guess i gotta sign this treaty now yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like trying to talk into my phone and it's like why is he saying ducking over and over again um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that was a thing where, like, despite different perspectives, different points of view, it was actually the same goal, the same conclusion. Yeah. I like that. That is nice. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That is, it, it, it's, it's interesting, too, because when you're a good arguer, mm-hmm. even if you realize that you and a person are on the same page, part of you wants to be like, listen, we're on the same page, but I'm right. yes yeah and that's a thing it's so hard to get rid of that yeah where it's it's like not mature it's not helpful i do it like i do it all the time you know what i mean but it's like just like cut it out (laughs) you know like this will be over you want this to be over it's like you you know like back then when you said you know it's just like just yes just stop (laughs) i i think we used to have a similar arguing issues mm-hmm. no am i wrong about that oh we had issues <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i remember like back when we were living in the apartment i think that's when i was like it, like when once i realized that we're on the same page sydney shut the fuck up just like leave it at that yeah let us both walk away from this happy mm-hmm. you know instead of like trying to find a way where us both being happy is both of us acknowledging that i was right mm-hmm and then yeah. you find a way to also be happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like that. That's that's definitely. I hope people in a relationship that are hearing that can apply some of the wisdom from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's hard as shit. Yeah, and you're not gonna nail it like the first time or the 80th time. But yeah, you'll. <laughs> Is that what you tell your fiance? Yeah, I'm like I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Like, I get it. I'm not, I'm try- we're working on it. And I get it. Like, I shouldn't be thinking that I'm right, but you know I'm right, right? <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> it, it'll be a thing where I'll realize I'm doing it while I'm doing it. I'm like, and listen, you know, I, I just think that I'm right here and I'm fucking sorry. I realize I'm doing it right now. I'm being kind of a piece of shit. Let me say this. You know what? I'm not even going to fucking say it anymore. And she's like, what am I dealing with right now? Like, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I'm just keeping the peace in this relationship. I feel like it's all falling on me. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, you become the victim in the yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's definitely cool. some applicable shit that that anybody listening to this can use. Because I'm pretty sure uh, whoever's listening to this, your relationship fucking sucks. That's right. <laughs> and Blake just fixed it. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so Ansley, yes. well, first of all, that is a third eye chakra unlocked. Ansley, keep us moving. Yes, we are at the crown chakra, the mm. final chakra. Ooh, it's a two part question. What is one thing you can't give up, and why? That's the first part. Mm-hmm. And what would giving it up mean? I'll start with the second. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to do. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, so I have a like a 
I don't know if it's an addiction. I'm told it might be one um, by people who don't know what they're talking about. But um, <laughs> his fiance, it, it <laughs> my, uh, everyone close to me. <laughs> and, um, I have. Uh, I'm sure that laugh, by the way, was really easy on the ears. Um, <laughs> I would. So I love to buy like sports like apparel like and the rarer and more expensive and the harder to find the more I like getting it and it's it's expense it's not a good use of money it's not how grown-ups dress it's it's like I have other financial responsibilities you know like I'm getting married like I have all this shit but like I do I like it makes me very happy to buy like shopping for it makes me very happy having it makes me very happy like looking at it makes me happy i love wearing the shit and it's a thing that like i have cut back on a lot but it's a thing that like i don't know if i could give it up and it's not just like it's obviously not the fashion of it cuz it's jerseys and shit but it's um i think like when I was living, it really started happening like in college and then in LA because I think it made me think of like, it's all like Eagles shit and like Philly shit and like Sixers shit. So I would, it made me feel like kind of connected psychologically, you know, like to fill it to my home, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I would keep buying all that shit and I just love it. And it's a thing that like I realize is immature it's not a good, I already have everything. Like I, there's no more things I can possibly buy, but I just love buying it. So that's the thing I can't get, give up. If I, and will you say the second part again for me, please? I'm sorry. And what would giving it up mean? Um, it would mean I would have so much more money in my bank account. <laughs> uh, the respect of uh, my loved ones. Um, I think it would mean, maybe we'll go deep with it. I think maybe it would mean that like, oh, you have some sort of weird issue or connection with home. I'm I'm trying to like uh, analyze this like in real time where it's like, oh, maybe you didn't like where you've been living, you know, or like Mm -hmm. maybe you have unresolved issues with like, oh, were things like very good in your childhood? And is that why you're like connected to this? But I don't, I don't think that's true because like all the Philly sports teams sucked when I was a kid, but I don't, (laughs) I don't know like what it is but i'm sure like would make me be more in the moment and be like hey look at all this money that you could put towards a house or a (laughs) by the way i'm not spending two hundred fifty thousand (laughs) dollars on on clothes but like like things like like a like a house payment or like you know like like a monthly payment or a mortgage payment or like blah 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 so um i think what it would mean is that i would have to like grow up in a way that i think i don't like I'm not interested in doing it. <laughs> well, that was a very uh, honest in- introspection. Thank you. Yeah. you this will all have to be edited out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did your loved ones used to like give you these things as presents and then they've like stopped because they're like, it's a problem? That's funny. No. Um, so it's, if they stop giving, like it would be like any present because like I'm like older now, but like I think that's that's a very, very good question. Not that, but what they would do is like, they would give me other things, if that makes sense. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, like for like Christmas job or, application, job, <laughs> job, app, uh, like, uh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, like personal loan applications. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, 
so furniture you know <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's like hey maybe uh get less jersey maybe get like a fucking you know love seat to sit on um <laughs> blake comes back with an eagles ottoman. i know <laughs> i know i know they're, they're around um so an officially licensed ottoman <laughs> an autographed can you imagine lugging an ottoman to like a game and like having like donovan McNabb sign it um but uh so they would buy me like shit that I actually need. So yeah. like, it's like, Oh, I noticed that I, even though you, you know, when you're buying someone a gift, it's, it's tough for people too, probably for buying me gifts or it's like, I know he'll love this. I cannot enable this. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. get him a bike rack for his car, <laughs> you know? Like, so, um, yeah. which I appreciate and is the right thing to do, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a funny and very good question. <laughs> so if, if, we were going to your house mm-hmm. and you could only put up one article of this sports memorabilia clothing mm-hmm. up as a display piece. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in a glass case. It's going to have a little soiree at your house and mm-hmm. you're going to have this one item up. What would it be? <laughs> I like light candles around it like the guy died. <laughs> um, it would be I have a Nick Foles like thing that he uh he didn't personally wear it, but it was from like the Super Bowl where it's like this where like a zip up where um, it has, like, his number on it, Eagles thing from the Super Bowl, and um, it's this, like, rare, like, hooded thing that, like, you can't find anymore. So it's, like, if it's funny. I just picture myself, like, in a fire, like, running back in, like, in my <laughs> underwear, like, running out with it, singed, and um, my soiree. <laughs> so that's the intervention. It's, yeah. They frame it, so I can't wear it anymore, and they're, like, this. now I need you to set this on fire, Blake, so you can set yourself free, so you can open up your crown chakra. Um but yeah, it would be, it would be that thing. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, those those equal colored are they Air Maxes that you have on right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never yeah. seen those before. That's pretty impressive. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. Am thank I you. enabling him right I now? Think yes. Might be, yeah. Yeah. Anthony just punched me in the ribs. Like, don't, don't, don't. don't. <laughs> don't he's he's clearly he's struggling. On this. <laughs> you look at my wedding registry. I have like a separate one to like Foot Locker. <laughs> None of these are women's sizes. They don't have to be. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, man. So Blake, that was it. How do you feel? I feel great. This was fun. This yeah. was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's uh, obviously like you know, like heavy shit. But it's like you guys are so easy to talk to. It was fun to talk about. Yeah, awesome. thank you. We're mm-hmm. pretty easygoing parents. Yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. 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 So do you do you feel enlightened? Like what 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 does it feel like? We've never done this. Um, it does feel like, and like you feel like more aware, you know, like it feels good to talk about shit that like, you know, you don't like admitting to yourself necessarily. Like it always feels better. You know, like, I I think that's a thing that like a mistake I'll make and I'm sure like other people do too, but you just like, just because it's annoying or not pleasant, you know, like it's still like better to fucking talk about it. You know, like who cares? Like, absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't even ask this. Do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Uh, So yeah, Blake's going to do the Patreon as well. Mm -hmm. So that's $1 gets you all of our exclusive contact. You get the (laughs) exclusive content. (laughs) content. We're going to touch you. (laughs) I'm just thinking about Blake's contact. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Mm -hmm. You get to, for $1, you can hug Blake. That's true. For $1, Blake gets to hug you. Yep. Skin to skin. (laughs) Just a buck. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's, very it's very important. <laughs> and uh, $1 gets you all of our exclusive content, not just the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, mm-hmm. but you also get all of our fight commentary and analysis on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches and some stand-up stuff that I put up there. So get up in there, join the Jack cult, become one of the Jackalites. Hell and, yeah. Oh, I also have to say, uh, we put it down. Like One of our goals is once we reach... Uh, I think it's 555 Patreon uh, subscribers. Ansley and I are going to get two Jack Bros related tattoos. Wait, we wow. haven't discussed this. Well, we're going to get tattoos. <laughs> okay. No? We can do it. Hell yeah. It's disgust. <laughs> <laughs> Handled. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, once we double that, we're also going to start uh, at Two Jack Bros is going to start sponsoring Ansley for some of these competitions. So not only providing her with travel and hotel accommodations, but Two Jack Bros rash guards and gear that she's <laughs> yeah. going to compete. Nice. In. Yes. So and then you also get to say that you sponsor uh, a fighter. So that's going to be fun. And don't forget to check out Blake's podcast. Blake's takes for God's sake. Hell yeah. Nailed it. Uh. Nailed it. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> and definitely look into all of his albums that he has on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you can find comedy albums. He's a very funny guy, as you've seen here. Uh, check that out. And uh, other than that, we love you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And come over to the Patreon and see what else happens. Let's watch us enlighten Blake's shadow self, which should be very interesting. Ooh. All right, we're out. See ya. Two Jack Rose, Two Jack